we're gonna if you're, if you're ready. yeah no we are good to go so today we're talking a lot about just like relationships because i know you and i were talking about this a few weeks back of just like having family being the people that are like unsupportive of things in your life and just not not really there for you and so I kind of like your story. So, like, do you want to start with, like, how that's been for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I now live in Maryland. Um, Originally, I lived in South Carolina for the last 28 and a half years, I guess you could call it that. Um, So, this is kind of like my first time venturing out um, into a state on my own. My fiance is from New York. So, we kind of decided to find a middle ground. That was fair for both of our families. Um, so kind of ventured out here to Maryland. And uh, family was not very supportive of that. Uh, but that wasn't new news to me. Um, love my family to death before I dive into anything deeper. But my family just, they have a weird way of showing their support. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's one thing that I've learned with people. Um, you know, not everybody's going to show support, caring, love, like, the way you might show it. And that's fine. Um, but oftentimes, you know, even with business, once I ventured out into business on my own, started making more money than anybody in my family has made, you know, they still aren't supportive of it. They still ask me, like, hey, when are you getting a real job? Hey, when are you going back to teaching? Like, hey, like, when, when are you going to get something that gives you, like, insurance and a 401k <laughs> and all that stuff? So the my family's never been very supportive whenever it comes to career choices, hasn't been supportive whenever it came to moving up here, um, hasn't been very supportive whenever I was going through my weight loss journey, um, wasn't very supportive with bodybuilding either. I got into bodybuilding and they automatically thought like I was hopping on like a bunch of drugs and steroids and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, like I don't have to, <laughs> I mean, that's a route, but like that's the route that we're, we're not taking. Um, Oh, yeah, I come from a very old Southern traditional family where it's very old school, very to the point, very like, hey, this is how it's always been. This is how it's been for the last hundreds of years. Like, this is how we're going to do it because that's what our grandparents did. And I'm kind of breaking that mold um, and kind of like rewriting the narrative in my family. And, uh, you know, anytime you're rewriting the narrative or breaking the mold, you're going to get some resistance. Because people don't want to change. Yeah. Um, you, you know, change is sometimes, or I, I say that change is oftentimes a good thing, mm-hmm. uh, but not everybody sees it in that light. Not everybody understands that change is necessary for growth. Um, because, like, if you're doing the same thing day after day after day, expecting a new outcome, like, you're going to get the same outcome if you're repeating the same patterns every day. So, um, you, you know, definitely with my story, it's kind of been breaking the mold, right? my own narrative life because like i mean even down to like my tattoos like my family doesn't support that um just because of like the style of tattoos that that i enjoy um you you know just i i am what you you would call the black sheep of the family (laughs) per se so i like that how do you deal with that then like because i guess for you it's kind of been like it's been like a long time right yeah yeah, so, so I mean, you, you and I talked about this the other day. You, you know, I'm almost 30. You're, like, in your mid-20s. Um, so I've experienced a little bit more life than, than you. Um, but I've dealt with that a lot. I've dealt with uh, not having a lot of support behind me. I've kind of – I 
I don't want to say I kind of was a proud lone wolf, but I knew that I could do things on my own and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never boasted about it. I never like wore it on my sleeve, but I just knew that I could take care of myself. Um, because like I kind of had to growing up, um, I had to take care of myself because like it was just my mom because my dad walked out on my mom and I, and you know my mom was in night school, so like going through middle school and high school, like I was taking care of myself. So as I ventured out and got older and started doing things for myself and started venturing down paths that I wanted to take for my own you know reasons, you know my family's reasons. He, it came with a lot of backlash. It came with a lot of, okay, you're on this, like you're in this on your own. And it was just something that I was used to growing up. And like a lot of people, they, they always ask me like, how do you deal with the fact knowing that your family is upset that you moved or your family is upset that you left your teaching job to go all in on your coaching business. Um, at the end of the day, I always say that my family they, I love them, you know, I love them. They could support me, but at the end of the day, they don't make who I am. Yeah. So my family, while I might look like them, while I might get some habits from them, they don't decide who I am. They don't decide the path that I take in life. And I often feel like anytime people are trying to change, if it's like with your health, with like, your mindset with it's uh, career-wise, like whatever it may be, I feel like people are always afraid of backlash because some like there's always some point in somebody's life where they got this new shiny thing, they're super excited about it, they ran out to their parents and they're like, hey, look at this, isn't, isn't this so cool? And then your mom or your dad or there's somebody that was important to you growing up their reaction didn't meet the standard that you had for that reaction. Yeah. And from that point, you made it set in your mind, hey, if I have this new idea or like this new passion that I want to take on and I come up to them all excited sharing that with them, what if they have that reaction? Like what if they don't have a supportive reaction? And I feel like sometimes people get, they get so stuck in the way or of, uh, of the idea that, hey, my spouse has to fully support this. My mom has to fully support this. My grandparents have to fully support this. Um, One thing that I've learned, you know, being engaged for almost a year now and planning a wedding and all that stuff, one thing I've learned is as a spouse, Catherine can have her own beliefs. She can do her own things. She can chase after her own passions. I don't have to fully, like, be behind it. And that's yeah. okay. Like, I don't have to fully 110% have the same idea as she does or have the same ideology as she does. But as somebody who loves her and somebody who's growing with her, I have to have her back. Even if it's something that, you know, I'm not all, you know, all in about, you know, I have to have her back. <laughs> Great example was planning the wedding. Um, she's trying to get like a bridesmaid's boxes made. And uh, she's got like custom like tumblers and cups and all that <laughs> stuff to put in them. And like, they're taking forever to get here. And she's been messaging the guy for like the last two months about him. And to me, I'm like, it's no big deal. Like, like sitting here, like me saying, okay, it's really no big deal. Like you can legit just text him and be like, Hey, like, will you be a bridesmaid? I can sit there and say that, but I also know it means something to her. There's more to it to her. Like there's a deeper connection to it to her. And I feel like oftentimes 
we as people, we get so worried that people aren't going to have that same connection to that thing that we do. And oftentimes we, we have to talk to, like, we have to really have that one-on-one conversations with ourselves and like make it, make it known to ourselves. Like, Hey, this is something we're passionate about. It's okay. If this person isn't passionate about it, it doesn't mean that they don't support it. It doesn't mean that they don't love it. It doesn't mean they don't have my back. Yeah. Like, I know my mom isn't fully like gung ho, like fully 110% excited about me being an entrepreneur. But I also know if I was to call her right now and say, Hey, like such and such happened. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, can you just talk to me and like, help me figure it out. I know she would. It's not one of these things where I made a big life decision to start working for myself and being an entrepreneur. And then my family was like, Nope, we don't want nothing to do with you anymore. I didn't like move to Maryland. Then my family would be like, Nope, don't want anything to do with you anymore. Like it's, it's, like that doesn't happen. If people truly love you and if people truly want to be in your life, they will be in your life regardless if they're happy with you, mad at you, angry, angry with you, through it for you, whatever their emotions might be within that moment, they're not going anywhere. Like if they truly love you and truly want to be around, you know, in your life, regardless of what that looks like, they will be there. They will stay around. And I, I even have a hard time understanding that. I even have a hard time kind of making myself realize, hey, like, my family might not be the most supportive way in the manner that I want, but maybe to them, their way of showing support and love might be different. You, you know, Catherine and I talk about that a lot. You know, the, the way I want people to support me is by basically cheering me on. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, you did good. Or, hey, you did great. And that, that comes from a place in my childhood where I wasn't praised enough. And like, I, like, I know, I know where that comes from, but my family, they see support and celebration and taking care of somebody as a financial thing. They see it as, oh, like I saw you only had like 500 bucks in your bank. Yeah, like here, here's a hundred bucks. If you, if you need money, like I get that cool. I appreciate it. Like yeah. I'm never going to say no to free money from mom. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't need this. Like, I need you to say, hey, I'm proud of what you're doing. Like, that's what I need. And I think people are often scared to have a conversation. They're often scared to go, mom, dad, like, grandma, granddad, like, I, I, just, I need you to tell me that you're proud of me. I don't need your money. I don't need, like, all of these, like, nice little, like, text messages, you know, saying, like, hey, happy Labor Day or Memorial Day or, or whatever. Like, I need you to just tell me, hey, I see how hard you're working and I'm proud of you. Because, like I've been saying, oftentimes we we expect, I don't want to say praise, but we, we expect, um, like, support in a certain light. And we all have, like, our own definition of what support looks like. So I, I think I think there's a good balance between understanding what support looks like to your family and what support looks like to you. It's just like love languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's what like I think there's what like a four or five different love languages. I can't remember all. Catherine read a book about it, and uh, yeah, I found it, I found it really interesting. I was like, she broke it down for me. She was like, there's like physical touch. There's like uh, gifts. Um, there's 
uh, like encouraging words and like there's another one uh, but like I like I thought about that you know whenever she was explaining it to me and I was like you know that's so weird because me I have a lot of sensory overload due to uh, ADD and I can't stand to be touched sometimes where her on the other hand she, she loves to touch people that's how she shows love and we had to have a conversation once I said hey I get sensory overload sometimes like if I'm ever just like eh, I'm not touchy feeling today that's just me Mm-hmm. But, like, what can I do to express love for you since within that moment you can't do that? So you've got to have a conversation with people. And honestly, I think that's one of the hardest things that people struggle with these days is people don't know how to talk. Yeah. People don't know how to open up. People don't know how to have that one-on-one relationship with somebody saying, Mom, look, thank you for the 100 bucks, but I just, like, I need you to, like, praise me a little bit. I need you to just say, hey, like, I'm proud of it. That's all I need. I don't need a hundred bucks. I can, I can make the hundred bucks on my own. I promise. Yeah. But like, like I just need you to be there and like say, Hey, good job. Whenever I accomplish a big milestone. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I think a lot of it too, is just because like, we've literally been programmed like with like texting and everything like online. It's like, we're so used to hiding behind screens that one's like, person to person we're scared of actually sharing our own feelings and a lot of that's just like from rejection and everything and that's like a big thing for me is like as like since I've graduated school I've just been like kind of have like I don't give a fuck attitude towards like most things and I'm just like okay like I have an engineering degree I don't want to do engineering I don't want to do this like I don't want to be in this relationship or whatever and like I've just been like going after like things I want and like my family is always just like what what are you doing right now like what do you mean that's what you're gonna do kind of thing and like it's the fact that like they have to learn the new person you are um and so it's like you almost have to just like get to know people on a new level like get to know people in a different way and just like express to them like hey like this is a safe space like I can like can I actually share this with you like can I be vulnerable with you on that? And like, sometimes the answer might actually be no. And that's okay. It just means it's not your people because like I moved 3000 miles away from home and I have found a family here. And so like, I'm a firm believer that like your family is who chooses to be there, who chooses to like show up for you. And like, you said like the same thing, like your family is still choosing to be there regardless. And like, sometimes it's just like different levels of relationships that you can have with people. But at the end of the day, like if you love what you're doing, if you totally resonate with what you're doing, if you know what your values are and you're living in them, whatever anyone else says, no matter how close to you, it's not going to matter because you know, deep down, like, this is what I'm going to do because like, it's your life. And so you have the decision to like, decide what makes you happy, decide what makes you unhappy and live in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, that's a, that's a big thing that, you know, I believe that, you know, I kind of believe that we grow up and our families, they put so much time and effort into who we are going to be as people. Like they try to give us the correct ethics, the correct morals. The, they try to give us the correct lessons. Um, you know, there, there's a mentor of mine and uh, his name is uh, Julian. Love him to death. He, uh, he once told me that our parents are just teachers who were taught imperfect lessons. So basically they're passing down imperfect lessons and that's all it is because every generation that passes on, you know, like 
my generation will be different than my kids' generation. Their generation will be different than theirs. Like every generation that grows, the more we can perfect those lessons. Yeah. The more we can fine tune. The more we can go. Okay, maybe being depressed is okay to talk about. Where like in our generation now, like it's completely normal to be talking about depression, anxiety, social anxiety. Like there was a study that got released talking about how um, the, the rate of like mental illness has risen arose and a big correlation behind it is because people are more open to talking about it now so more cases are reported because people are now more open to talking about it where like our kids next generation they can keep on that trend where like the generation before us they were told hey you don't talk about that stuff hey you kind of just deal with that on your own so like that a big thing that i really believe in is like our parents really just teach us, they try so hard to teach us how to be these perfect individuals in society. Whenever we start to go away from that image that they had for us, they freak out a little bit. Like they, they get panicked because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a prime example of this. Like my family, mainly blue collar or medical workers, um, they most of the time, this is a great example, my granddad has been with the same company for 52 years. Um, most of the time you stay with the same company, right? It's insane. You stay with the same company forever. You go to church, you praise Jesus. Like you start having kids by the time you're 25, like all, like all of this typical traditional. Yeah. I'm 30 almost. I've yet to pop out a kid. Finally get married. I have all these tattoos. Like I just, I go completely against the norm where I know my family, they, they have this picture of us painted or they have this picture, this picture of me painted whenever I was a kid. They said, okay, Michael's going to do this. He's going to do that. We want to instill this in him. We want to instill that in him. I get older. I get to where I'm 29. I'm covered in tattoos. I'm blasting young Dolph while I'm driving down the highway. Like I'm working for myself. I'm living the picture that I want to live because I painted that picture. Mm-hmm. There, there's a saying that I use whenever I talk to my clients. It's, you are the one who should be painting the picture, not other people. Because oftentimes we let people paint a picture of ourselves for us, whatever in reality, they don't even know what we look like. Yeah. So how can you paint a picture of somebody if you don't know what they look like? Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like we're truly the only ones that can actually paint a clear picture of who we are. And like that, like that ties into opinions as well, because there's plenty of people, and like it's so funny whenever I do like the anonymous like Q and A shit. Like the haters, they, they come out the woodworks. Like every like anybody that has something negative negative to say about you, they'll come out because like that's their opportunity to hide yeah. and try to hurt you and try to bring you down and share an opinion that they have. And like if you ever look at mine, like once I, I have I had somebody blast me on like on one of those questions before because of my watch. They're like. You're always wearing like this expensive looking watch and blah, blah, blah. This watch is like 200 bucks. It's not even that expensive. Like it's just the watch that I like. And this is the only watch that I own. And I just wear it whenever I do stuff because it, it gives me confidence. Yeah. It's a confidence booster. Like it's like a, it's an accessory. And people are going to have opinions about you. But guess what? It's just an opinion. It's not fact. It's not proven. It's not like it, just because somebody has an opinion of you, that doesn't mean that that's part of the picture of who you are. Because once again, only you know the true image of yourself. 
I have plenty of people from my past that are that's not a big fan of me. And that's because of some dumb mistakes I made whenever I was young. But in, in the same breath, they don't know who the true Michael is. Mm-hmm. Because I'm now living the true Michael. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm living how I want to live. I'm seeing the world. I'm fulfilling my, my life's duties. Like, I'm actually present in internally locked in, as I like to call it. So, like, as far as, like, opinions go, like, regardless if it's your parents, the guy next door, the chick from the gym, whoever it may be, their opinions, they're not factual. Opinions are simply a statement that has not been proven. That's what that's the definition of an opinion. It's a statement that has not been proven. It's not a fact. So don't walk around thinking that, hey, Beck, you know, big booty Becky from the gym said that my glutes weren't as big as her, so now I should feel bad about myself. Yeah. But guess what? Becky just bought some, like, some of those shorts off of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. What I think is interesting, too, just, like, based off, like, opinions of other people, everyone has a different blueprint for success that they're, like, programmed into. And so, like, if they're trying to be, like, supportive of you or something, they're basing it off what their blueprint is when yours is completely different. And so, like, same thing with your parents. When your parents are raising you and, like, they give you all these opportunities, like, they want you to be more successful than them. They want that for you. And so they put you in things like whatever sport you do, whatever, like maybe you're doing math Olympics. I don't know. They're putting you in that because they think that in their mind, that's what's going to bring you success. And that's, what's going to help you. And like, when you're younger, like you don't really know what you like, you know, like if you go play soccer and you're like, absolutely hate this and like, maybe they'll take you out of it kind of thing. But it's like, you don't know what you like until you actually try all of that. And so like, I think it's great that they give you these opportunities, but I think a big thing too is like releasing the need for control when like, this is like something that I want to do when I'm a parent is like, if my kids tell me like, Hey, like I want to work towards this. And like, even if it's going to be a lot harder to do that, learning to support them without judgment, without these perceived notions of like, Oh, like that's never going to be successful. Instead of just like, wholly loving them and being like oh cool like you're doing something and you really enjoy it how can I support you in the way you need exactly exactly and I I often feel like some people like they get confused with the idea of the the child comes up to the parent says hey mom I want to be a tree like okay look but like we need to have that conversation yeah be a tree okay like like find a different profession um but like I think people get confused that we're not saying, hey, this kid can, you know, just slack off and, like, just lay around, you know, for the rest of his life. Like, basically, you need to have those one-on-one talks w- with kids. And, like, that's like that's something that I'm going to do as a parent. Like, if my kid walks up to me and goes, Dad, I want to be a brain surgeon, I'm going to go, cool, first off, go talk to your mother because she's in the medical field and she understands that stuff a lot better than I do. B, understand that that's a big commitment. Yeah, that's a lot of school. Understand, like you will be rewarded for it once you're done. Like you'll you'll be taken care of financially for the rest of your life. But do understand that that's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. Like in the same breath, we're not saying you know what that's a dumb idea. It will never work. Please understand that that's so hard. That's impossible for you to do. That's two different conversations. And saying hey, that's awesome. Like, but if you really want to do that, please understand that it's a big commitment. It's not saying it's impossible. It's not saying that it sounds dumb. 
you know, we're not sitting here saying, hey, you can't do that. But what we're, what we're doing is we're bringing reality to the forefront. We're going, hey, if that's what you want to do, I'm here for it. I'm going to support you for it. But do understand that this, this is probably what that roadmap looks like. So, like, going, going back to the whole, like, roadmap or blueprint, uh, you know, analogy that you use, I, I love that because you're right. Um, you know, everybody kind of has a different blueprint for life. Everybody has a different blueprint like blueprint for success uh, where my family, you know, going back to them really quick, you know, most of them are blue collar medical workers and their blueprint for success is going to school, becoming a nurse or graduating high school, going to a trade school, then doing some type of trade profession. The blue, like my blueprint to success is like so bizarro to them. They're like, what, what do you mean you're a coach? Yeah. What, but what do you mean you're an online coach? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're getting into mindset coaching. Like, like what is a mindset coach? I'm like, it's it's basically somebody that helps people filter through thoughts. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that's, yeah, I try to explain it to them. But, like, I, I have to often tell a lot of, the, like, younger coaches who are just getting into the coaching profession, especially the online coaching profession, and, like, their parents see them at home all day, sitting in their office, playing on Instagram, playing with it. Cause like I say playing because like a lot of the older generation, that's what they think it is. They think they're playing. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny to like think about the blueprint that the older generation follows. And like you look at the generation that we're currently in, like people are freelancing more, more than ever. People are like being their own boss more than ever. Like we're eventually going to get to a point to where all of like the major companies, they're gonna start dying out. And like, I'm getting off track here. Um, they're gonna start dying out because everybody's going, like learning, hey, this is how I can make a profit. This is how I can be my own boss. This is how I can impact the world. Yeah. It, it's not the typical blueprint that everybody else follows or like the older generations follow. So, so of course it's going to freak them out. And of course, you, you know, you're, you're going to get some backlash sometimes. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes like they're not gonna they're not going to understand the importance of what's occurring within your business or what's occurring or like what's occurring during your weight loss journey or your fitness journey. Because I mean, a great example with you is you know you sent me a you sent me a screenshot of a group text that you and your family were at, and you, you were talking to them about you know launching your uh, what was it your your mindset program? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah and, and like there was just like no like congratulations nothing like that it just got bypassed mm-hmm. and, uh, oftentimes like that happens to me like i, I remember like the i made fifteen thousand dollars back in april and like that was like the highest like that, that like i made it like that's like, awesome that, like i felt like i was on top of the world and like i texted my mom and told her for like her response was like is this legal though i'm like I'm like, yeah, yeah, Susan, it's legal. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, my thing is, I that happened. I got so upset because I was like, I hit this big milestone, and like, finally hit because like I like I could not crack fifteen to save my life. Yeah. And finally cracked it, and I was like, this huge milestone. Like, I finally did it. Like, I amped up, ready to go. Like, I was crying. I was so happy. Like, and I texted her and told her, and like, that was her response tore me down, tore me up. And I texted one of my business mentors and I like asked him about it. 
or I told him about it. He was like, well, first off, never talk to your family about your business. And here's why. They don't understand. They don't understand the severity. They don't understand the importance. They probably think you're like a drug pen or like a drug pen. <laughs> like Honestly, like, though, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like he, he told me he told me that um when, whenever he he made, he made like two hundred thousand dollars in a month before because he he's in real estate and uh, it was like it was like the, the month that I hit that number I told my mom and my mom legit thought I was a, like a like a drug lord and I was like good god so like my my whole my whole takeaway with that situation is my mom doesn't understand she yeah. doesn't understand the importance of that to me. She doesn't understand how am I doing this? Because I think back to my teaching days and uh, like big teacher, you only get paid like I'd say 2,000 or 3,000 bucks a month. Like 3,000 is being generous. Yeah. That's not a lot. No. Like, I, like it's, it's, it's funny to, it's funny to hear people will say, yeah, like, uh, like I got a raise, and I'm like, cool. Like, how much are you making now? And they're like, uh, it got bumped. Like, I got bumped up to like making like 2,500 a month. I'm like, it's not a lot. I mean, if that makes you happy and if it fulfills your life, and it takes care of like your kids and takes care of your family, and like you're happy with that, awesome, dude. Like, I'm all for it. Um, because like perspective, but like in the same breath, it's just like I think back to whenever I was living off that every month, and now I've kind of upgraded my income if you will and like i share that with, with my family and they don't understand it just because it's so different than them because like they're they're in that pot they're yeah. they're in the pot where that's what they're going through that's what they're living like they're, like they're used to living hitting a ceiling with their monthly income and whenever you come along and go hey i figured out a way to break the ceiling and like this is what i'm doing now and this is how much i'm making a few things happen they're like, okay, is this legal? Like, how the hell are you doing this? Then secondly, some insecurity sinks in. Because, like, believe it or not, and, like, I learned this in psychology back in college, and you brought this up. You, you know, parents, like, their entire time, whenever we're children, they're trying to give us that blueprint. They're trying to build us and, like, set us on that right path to success. And most of the time, that blueprint mimics their blueprint. Mm-hmm. But whenever we stop following their blueprint and we follow our own, and then we become successful, and then the parent goes, wow, well, my child is more successful than me, it makes them ask themselves, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. What do mean? Because I often think as children, uh, we, we think like our parents have it all figured out. Like I often think that my mom always had to figure it out until like I got older until like the closer I get to 30 the more I realize I'm like hey my mom is just winging life as well so like I, I feel like as we age we learn that our parents don't have it all figured out and that's fine we don't have it all figured out and that's fine the whole purpose of us being on a planet together is so we can help each other figure it out yeah yeah like we're literally all constantly evolving we're all growing we're all changing every single day like every single minute and so I don't care how successful you are like if you're freaking Jeff Bezos like you're still figuring shit out you still have hard things in your life and I think like the biggest asset the biggest thing you can learn 
is just like treating everyone as equals everyone as like a human being just like realizing that we have our struggles we have our triumphs and just learning to support them and communicate with to them as like you want to be communicated to as well just like being open and vulnerable and sharing all of that oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and uh to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying just now we all struggle with something you know like i, I was telling Catherine this the other day i was like you know it blows my mind knowing that jeff bezos and like gary vaynerchuk and like insert any millionaire's name here they struggle with shit like some of them have mental health issues some of them are so stressed due to like the success of their business that they are stressed to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Like we all go through stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between a hundred dollar problems and million dollar problems. Yeah. There's a big difference there, but it's still problems. It's still something. No, no amount of money makes that stress go away. No amount of number of employees that you have makes that stress go away. There will always be something in life. And I really think we need to get away from this notion of I'm supposed to have it all figured out and start having the idea of, Hey, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm struggling with this issue. How can I find somebody to help me with this issue? Yeah. Yeah. Finding mentors. Yeah. Find mentors, learn about yourself and just solidify a group of friends or a group of people that can support you that are going to wholeheartedly support you, but also inspire you. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, like, like that's saying that, uh, you know, hang around like five drug addicts, you'll become a six, hang around like five millionaires, you'll become six eventually. It's true. Like, it, like it's wholeheartedly true. And, um, I, I really think people get, they get stuck in this idea of, Hey, I could be successful and bring, you, you know, my five friends along who don't have the same goals, the same ideas, the same ideologies. Sure, you could bring a few along, but I've learned that they quickly drop off. And like a, a great example is like my best friend. He he hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and I look at his life and what he does. He's a chiropractor, and I'm like, okay, so he understands big goals. He understands like the severity of when, whenever I accomplish something big, because like he's a doctor. Like he understands like the importance of you know, being around and having, having my back and like, he understands I won't always be available, but he also understands that, you know, the moment I have some free time, I'm FaceTiming him, I'm texting him, I'm flying out to see him. Like he understands that. So have people in your life that's going to understand what you're trying to do because it'll make your life a lot easier. Yeah. I love that. This has been so good. Thanks. I, I'm terrible since I have ADD. I ramble all the time. So I bounce around all over the place. And uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so sorry if I got too off track. I oh, know, no. I like I like going off like off topic just because I feel like it usually like adds to it. Because like as soon as you can like kind of like blur some lines together just so you like right. understand in different ways, I feel like people actually learn things more too. But and like one, one thing I've learned, you know, the, the more I speak on things like this, you know, the more I learn is like if you're talking about like, let, let's say fruit and like you come up with like this big guideline of like, hey, I'm going to hit this point and that point and this point and that point. It becomes like a lecture and like nobody likes to be lectured. Like, pe- like yeah. people enjoy authenticity. People enjoy hearing conversations. 
So, like, if we're just sitting here talking about the issue, we're still talking about fruit and how fruit's important. But then, like, we start rambling about, like, which fruit is, like, which fruit tastes the best to us. Like, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It, it doesn't make you feel like you're being lectured. It's real life. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Uh, not really. I, I, think, I didn't cover it all. Um, my, my biggest thing is just, just understand that I've learned that some of your most successful moments will also be your loneliest moments. Um, but that's okay. Um, because yeah. there are more people that love you and appreciate you than you know. Um, it's still crazy and mind-blowing to me because like we, we sat down last night and we we're doing uh, like second date and stuff and like going over addresses got like people in california people in arizona people in texas people and um like new york people like there's people all over the place that like care about me and they they want to see me do good and like they legit care about my life um and just looking over that last night it kind of slapped me on the face a little bit with the idea that the people that care about you and love you they don't have to live next door to you yeah like they, they, they could be in a different time zone so yeah I mean I'm proof of that I moved 3,000 miles away and I have the closest friends I've ever had that I made all from like PTBI and Instagram exactly so exactly. yeah and, I, and like that's the weirdest thing you know like, I, I tell this to people a lot, especially to coaches who are on the fence about hiring a mentor and joining, like, some type of business program, and, like, they're trying to figure it out, like, all by themselves. I'm like, first off, you'll save a whole lot of time getting somebody to help you figure it out with you. Secondly, you don't know, like, who you're going to be. Yeah. Like, you don't know, like, you could, you could eventually meet your best friend, yeah. you know, program. You could eventually meet your spouse in that program. Like yeah. you never know who you're going to meet, like legit. Because I think people they they put so much value on that price point, and like they see it just as spending money. But like they also don't understand that money could be made. Um, connections, you, you, you know, if you don't make that connection, you'll never have it. You'll never have it. Connections cost way much more than whatever dollar value you're spending. I love that. Oh. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining. We definitely need to do another live one of these days because this was fun. Yeah, I'll, sh- yeah, I'll shut up so, so you can go. <laughs> I got to go to my doctor appointment. <laughs> yeah, right, well, I hope that goes well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for hopping on. Bye, guys.